Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey bogger Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me as per usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? It has been a day of news. Yeah, you know, every time I turned around, like another piece of news hit, and it was very, very rude. I, I would like it if the news, if entertainment news would just, you know, get in line, you know, take a number, wait your turn. I'll get to you when, it, when, when I'm ready. Seriously, because this is going to be another one of those episodes, much like the Standerton one we did a couple of weeks ago, that we are doing in response to a breaking piece of news because we figured we should talk about it now rather than like wait two weeks to talk about it or whenever we could fit it in the schedule. So if you were turning it, tuning into this episode, expecting us to discuss something different, we'll get to it. I promise. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> so, so what are we talking about? Which, which, <sighs> which of the breaking news stories that disrupted my day is this one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about a show near and dear to my heart and yours. Oh, not Hawkeye then. <laughs> Uh-huh. I see what you did there. Um, I am excited for uh, Haley, Haley Steinfeld, though. Anyway, we are going to talk about um, Doctor Who, which announced today that the rumor that has been going around for three years is actually true today. And Jodie Whittaker is stepping down as the Doctor. She uh, will be leaving the TARDIS in 2022. Uh, Chris, I can talk today. Seriously. Um, Chris Chibnall, who is currently the showrunner, and Matt Stevens, who's the executive producer, will also be exiting the show with her. So I expect, uh, my fellow Whovians, we can expect a full-scale sort of behind-the-scenes reset when the show comes back for season 14, which won't be until like 2023 or 2024. But, you know, it's crazy that I'm actually seeing those dates like they're real times that are going to exist at some point in the future. But, uh that's that's the thing farewell to the 13th doctor and we have thoughts oh good lord do we have thoughts um i i um so one of the things that that struck me i think somewhere around the the end of the first season when you know the first wave of well she's gonna leave rumors started on the internet mostly from extremely uh, bitter corners of the fandom um was that when she did leave, it was going to be a thing. Well, I mean, she's the, she's the doctor. It's always a thing. No, I know. But like when she, when they cast a, a woman doctor, like for me, it was such a huge deal. I had. Oh, agreed. Doctor agreed. Who was like, you know, basically like my Ur fandom in a way. Like it, it really is like one of those base things for me that I've watched like my whole life. And I never imagined a woman doctor. Like, I simply didn't imagine it as a thing until, like, until a few years ago. Like, suddenly I realized, no, a woman could really play the doctor. And Missy really helped with that. And, like, it really, you know, why not a woman? And yet somehow it seemed impossible that that would ever happen. And so when I, I remember watching the fir- that, that first teaser where, they, where, where she came out of the TARDIS and it was her. And I just, I just, I remember crying my eyes out because I was. Oh, I cried too. Yeah, I it think, was. I think a lot of female fans. Yeah, did. it was so big. But what I. I hadn't thought about was what it would be when she left and we went back to a white dude. I don't know that I think we're going to go back to a white dude. dude oh, well, I, <laughs> Let's a pin in that pin in that. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to the what do we want in the future later. Um, I think first we should talk about 
about Jody and how we feel about her leaving and how we feel about uh, the 13th Doctor era coming to an end. And I mean, I, I, guess- I love her as the Doctor. I think she's I think she's brilliant in the role. I think she has this way of sort of grabbing little bits from old Doctors and mm-hmm. sort of weaving them together while still making it completely her own. And I've I, I, I really that's a really hard thing to do. And I really admire that. It's true. I, I agree. I think she is a really wonderful doctor. However, I'm not as upset about this as I thought I would be. Um, and I think that's because the show has really struggled. This is no slam on Jodie Whittaker, who, has, as I said, I think is great and has really bought a lot, especially coming right after Peter Capaldi, who was very prickly and standoffish. She's really brought like a lot of warmth and humor to the role that it hasn't had probably... Uh, a couple, at least probably back to like Tennant's Doctor. I think she reminds me the most of Tennant's Doctor. But um, I don't think the show... Oh, how do I say this? Um, I've been really like in my feelings about this all day. So you would think that I would have had time to really put uh, like this into a coherent thing. But I think this show, for all that I give the show credit for finally making a woman the Doctor... I think the show did not know precisely what to do with the female doctor once they had one. I think the show has really struggled to give her stories that I think are worthy of her doctor. I think the Chris Chibnall era, Chibnall era has been defined by two things, some really great historicals and mediocrity. Um, and I think, I think, and I don't know if this was the show or the BBC, my money is on the ladder. I think they tried to hedge their bets a lot and they just um, like they there's a reason they gave her three companions. There's a reason that like she often seems to be in the background of her own stories. There's a reason they don't really engage with the fact that this is the doctor as a woman rather than a woman playing the doctor. So I feel like there's just so much missed opportunity here. That's really like I'm sad, but I'm sad about that. I'm not sad about somebody else taking over. I, I have to agree. You know, I have tried so hard to cheerlead this era. And it's partly a response to seeing people sort of, you know, be so negative about the idea of a woman playing the doctor. And I have wanted very much for this to sort of live up to an ideal that I'm not sure it ever could have, even if like the greatest people in the world are working on it. Um, but the fact is, is that the Chibnall era, you've said it's you know the word me- me- mediocrity sort of yeah yeah this is this has not been the best era of doctor who i mean and- i do really love his historicals i think all the episode like rosa the demons of the punjab um the the one where they meet mary shelley like those are great those are the best like period doctor who pieces that we have had in years but everything else is just blah and i also um i feel like um, there's a lot of wanting to do firsts, but then not following through on them that has happened. And the 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 ultimate, you know, avatar of that is Ruth Doctor, introducing this whole idea of them being of there being doctors pre the thirteen doctors, and uh, and trying to and, and and trying to basically make a space to create all these historical doctors, including ones that are of color of and basically making a space to like create like you know 
older female doctors and old, and doctors of color and, and anything that you could, you know, anything you can imagine. Um, and then not doing anything with it whatsoever. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm already <laughs> I mean, on the record. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, and I am already on the record as saying that I absolutely despise that. No, again, no slam on Joe Barton, who was really like quite good for the one episode and a half she was allowed to appear in. But I just think that that as a narrative thing, the whole timeless child thing, the doctor's not really from Gallifrey. That is all just incredible, like, BS that I I, I am very like that uh, Jessica Walter gift from Arrested Development. Like, I refuse to hear it and I won't respond to it because it's just like it's uh, ugh, dislike, dislike. See, I wanted to that to be something like I love that as a concept. I love let's open up Doctor Who all the way. Let's open all the doors and let anything come in. Do it. Let let let's just let let let's stop thinking. If we're gonna think of outside the box, let's think all the way outside the box. Kind of you stuff. And I, you and I you and I already had this argument yeah. several times, but so I'm not I'm gonna try not to like let no, us no, no, do no, it no, here. Know, but, but like the thing but the thing is though, is that if you're just doing it retroactively, that's not the same thing. And if you're not gonna do it now when it counts, you get no cookies. I I I I, I do agree that that part is correct and I do agree with you there but i also really love the idea that we could basically go back and we could go back into the doctor who history and really like just go anywhere with it like just open just, just giving it like all of the possibilities were suddenly open and what do they do with it nothing i mean technically you still have that the doctor's a time traveler and can go anywhere and anytime but I, I, anyway I, would love, I, I i i want i want i want this fantasy story that i have grown up with to be bigger and 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 larger than I could ever possibly imagine, and that's kind of what it tried to give to me. But then it didn't. If it had done more with it, I'd be more willing to defend it. I almost don't even want to defend it now because I'm just mad that they said, "Here's a really great idea." Okay, now we're moving on. I think the idea is horrible, <laughs> and they could they could have gotten at the same thing without hedging their bets. And I think that is really what bugs me so much about this particular time period of Doctor Who is that it feels so focus grouped in a lot of ways in the sense that like they're making decisions to see what happens, but they're not decisions that have to stick. Like even this whole business about the doctor being like an alien who isn't Gallifreyan, like nobody's ever, everybody will be more than happy to walk away from that when the next showrunner decides that it's dumb. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that I, I, um, the other thing that when you say the, the, the thing about hedging their bets, like again, we could have had a TARDIS of all women, this coming season mm-hmm. and what did they do they added a white dude a random guy and i, I, just, I really I, and you know what no no shade on what's his name john bishop yes who is who, um i watched the uh i watched the panel with him at san diego the san diego comic-con virtual panel and he seems a lovely lovely man and i'm sure he will be very funny i'm sure i will like him as a character but why did he have to be there i'm sure he's fine and i don't protest the idea of having a male companion i actually think the show should have more male companions mm-hmm. simply because the default has always been a young woman so mm-hmm. i actually think putting dudes in the tardis especially when the woman is the doctor is a woman is really like a good move but i also feel like to what i said before the show had too many characters in the tardis to start with i still feel like it's been three seasons and i don't know who yaz is so I was really looking forward to maybe like her actually getting a legitimate arc in season 13. But then I, to be honest, it's been three seasons and I'm not sure I know who 13 is. Like, yeah. it's just really like, it's very upsetting that they have tried to leave as few footprints of this era as possible. And yeah. 
Like that, like I said, that's what I'm upset about. I'm upset about losing Jody for sure because she seems just like the best person and the best possible ambassador for the show. But what I'm really upset about is that we're gonna lose Jody and like yes, she will always be remembered for being the first female doctor, but I don't know what else her era will be remembered for. That maybe all her era is remembered for, and that's kind of tragic because you know that's it's she, infuriating, honestly. She, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, and honestly, I am not surprised that this announcement came um, this year. I'm honestly not surprised it kind of came today, too, um, because this is about the point when we always get the sort of Doctor Who announcements. I believe we they announced her coming aboard in July. I, I remember Capaldi being announced in July. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that this is the point where we get this announcement. Um, well, so and- she's been here for th- this will be her third season, mm-hmm. even though even though a lot of her seasons have been truncated in comparison to like older seasons so maybe that's part of it too is that I feel like we really just haven't had enough time with her because we've literally had less time with her so I'm not I'm not shocked like this is modern era who this is about how it goes everybody but Eccleston has done three seasons and honestly like even classic who like if you go all the way back like um just walking through the the 12 doctors that came before her six of them have all left with after season three and it's because it's kind of the perfect amount in a lot of ways for an actor you basically be you 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 last long enough that people remember you in the role it's not like you left immediately like Eccleson um or got fired like Colin Baker um so you're legitimized kind of but it also isn't so long that you can't move on from the role. Like one of the things that, you know, everybody remembers Tom Baker as the doctor, but he had he had real problems in in the late 80s trying to shake that role and trying to get other roles on TV and in movies because everybody looked at him and all they saw was the doctor. Well, and, and I also from what I've I've been told and read places, it, it's apparently just very it, it's incredibly grueling to oh, well, play yeah. the doctor oh, and yeah. to be part of the show. It shoots for like nine months out of the year. There's tremendous like promotional obligations that you have to do. Like you basically don't have a life outside of being the doctor. And I can see like that's not sustainable mm-hmm. for even even the best people. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in the 70s, I'm sure when Baker was doing it, it wasn't that bad. But nowadays it must be absolutely just you you basically the same way that people in Game of Thrones basically lived Game of Thrones for the time that they were cast the time that they left i feel like people who especially people who play the doctor basically they're in a cage of the doctor until they leave and even after that it's not a thing that will ever ever go away from their lives like tenant is still the doctors to so many people matt smith gets asked about doctor who all the time in interviews like it's just it's you know i I, i'm i don't I'm sure that Capaldi is answering Doctor Who questions right now in all the press things for 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 Suicide Squad. I've already seen several interviews of him talking about how cheap the props were on the set, which actually I just I love that <laughs> for him and us. But the thing is, it's being the doctor is like Greg always likes to tell me this story. Well, it's not really a story, but he always uses this as an example. And I don't know why. But I, I guess Patrick Stewart has said this before that he knows that when his obituary eventually runs, like the thing it's going to lead with is that he was a Starfleet captain yes. in Star Trek The Next Generation. And he has, you know, boatloads of awards and has done Shakespeare and played every character from here to like... And it will say doc- it will say Captain Jean-Luc Picard is dead. Exactly. And I feel like that is what will happen and what does happen to every person who, who has a sonic screwdriver. Like it's just... That that's the price of being part of an iconic franchise, of playing an iconic character. And I'm you know, it's it's 
a it has to be a burden sometimes as much as it is a privilege. Yeah, and I I I'm not surprised um, that this is this this is the this this is the breaking point for for a lot of people, and I'm not surprised that this is where Whitaker is 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 exiting or Chibnall or any of them. Like, and I'm, I'm a little re- I'm, I'm, act- I'm a little surprised Chibnall is leaving because we've had showrunners kind of try and do two doctors each before going. Um, I'm and- actually not. I'm actually not at all surprised that he's leaving, and that was what I was opening my mouth to say when I tried to talk over you. But um, I feel like uh, it's very strange, and I don't know if this is simply because of circumstances or the actors involved. But I always feel like uh, Russell T. Davies is is ten, and Stephen Moffat is eleven. And as much as Eccleston and Capaldi were both involved in those showrunners' tenures, I feel like whether it was from the force of the performer or just the doctor or whatever, like they were the doctor under those showrunners, but like that's not their doctor, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I can see that. And 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 I do understand that in the same way that I feel like Rose was the Davies companion and Clara was the mm-hmm, Moffat companion. Mm-hmm. And and that's no that's that's no knock on Amy Pond, who I loved. Um but I, I do actually feel that 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 there, there's one that they sort of latch on to, and in a way, I'm almost I, I'm I'm actually almost I, I'm sorry that Chibnall is leaving because I would like to see what he would do with a different doctor. I'm, I'm curious. Not. I'm really ready. I'm really ready for the fresh start. I, I, I yeah, that I, I I'm tired of the mediocrity. I'd rather him move on. And also, you know, I I'm not, I would not be surprised if this was the beginning of a showrunner leaving with their doctor. And if if this becomes more of the format as the show continues. Well, I'm just really the interesting thing that's going to happen here. And I guess like I don't know who I think is going to be the new showrunner. I don't think anyone does at this point. But I think if you look at Davies and you look at Moffat and you look at Chibnall, they're all part of the original cohort who came aboard when the reboot started. So I wonder if it's not time to have somebody who has no connection to 2005 Doctor Who in I, charge. I, I wouldn't, I, I, I would not argue with that in the slightest. And yes, that is one of the other things about Chibnall that like, I mean, I, I know there's going to be people out here like standing for Mark Gatiss to come and show run, but like, let's not. No, please God, let's not. Um, we, we He already got to be semi showrunner with Moffat. He doesn't, we, we don't need that. We, I, I would, you know what I would actually like um, to follow this, even if we go to a white male doctor, I would like to see a woman showrunner take over the show. I, I would like to see a woman behind the camera now. I would like to see a woman writing the scripts. I would like to see, okay, fine, you did the diversity in front of the camera, but you didn't do it behind. I would like to see that corrected. Does Rachel Talele have any interest in show running? I know, seriously. <laughs> like, I, if someone came up to me and told me that Rachel Talele was taking over this show, I would just, I would die. It would be like the best thing. I don't um, think that's like her lane. No, but, but yeah. But I do, I do think a woman would be a really interesting idea, just because like there has been such. Uh, I know there were a couple of like female executive producers over the years since the reboot started, and some of them were very influential, but. I would really, I, I would really be curious to see what sort of a female showrunner would bring to, just sort of the 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 lens of the show 
if you will. Yeah. And, and I think that that, you know, one of the things we when we talk about diversity, people focus on what's happening in front of the camera. They focus on, you know, this character's being cast as a woman. We, we focus on, you know, actors of color. We don't focus on diversity behind the lens and diversity in the scripts and diversity in the writer's room and diversity in directing. Like, I feel like that's something that because we don't see it, we don't think of it as an audience. And I feel like that's well, a- some of some of the show's showrunners were infamous for not using writer's rooms. So there's also that. Oh, yeah, well, that's that's true. Right. And because the the BBC, honestly, like British television doesn't run the way that like American television does. And like writer's rooms are not a tradition in the UK the way they are here. Um, and that, and that and that's a very good point. But and and we have had some of that. Like one of the things about the Chibnall era is that he has tried to bring in diversity in writers. Um, but I just, in the end, you're still it's still a white guy and and at the at the at who's running the thing, you know. And so like I I would like to see I would like to see it extended. Is basically, yeah. Yeah. Huh, somebody asked me earlier if I had a pick for who I wanted to be the next Doctor, and I don't know. I don't. I have some thoughts about what I think the show will do, which is not exactly what I think I would do necessarily. I almost want the show to go back to just picking an unknown person. I think there's a lot less expectation from what for what their performance should be or do. Like I had no idea who Matt Smith was when he took over, and you know. He was great. Well, his his run, he had, ugh, sorry, I just started thinking about that Christmas special where he's like in that town for a hundred years. That one was bad. <laughs> but uh, like he was a great doctor. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe the answer is to go with somebody that nobody's heard of. Yeah. I mean, I know that you, I've already heard people suggest Olivia Coleman. I've heard people suggest Tom Hiddleston. Guys, Tom Hiddleston is not going to do Doctor Who. Neither is Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, right. please, t- please temper your expectations accordingly. Right. Um, I, I, I have seen a couple of really like great ideas. Like I've seen the, the most of the ideas I've, I've seen are the, the obvious person that everybody's heard of, like Ben Wishaw. Right, like uh, I, w- I do, I w- I do think Ben Wish I would be an incredible doctor. He would be an incredible doctor. I just but love him. Yes, and like um, somebody, I saw someone suggest Bill Nye, um, who is would make like he th- he'd be the oldest doctor I think ever. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's he's older than Capaldi, right? Um, like well, I, he, I don't think he's older than David Bradley, who has also technically played the doctor. Oh, that's true. Um, you know, like and then of course you know there's there there's uh, I M- Michaela Cole. Um, I oh, saw that. I like that one. That one's good. She's not gonna do it. Yeah, she's not. Um, I, I would also wouldn't mind to see Joe Martin come in. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think it'll happen. But you know, I, I do think. I that, don't. Like, I don't think that'll happen because I do think what will happen is that this is going to be another sort of soft reboot. Mm-hmm. Not really a reboot, but just like a fresh start. Yes. So I don't think. I don't think that that anything that Chibnall did will carry over. In, in the sense that I don't think that the new showrunner is going to want to be restricted to figuring out how the Ruth Doctor works because I spend a lot of hours watching the show and I 
don't understand it. So, oh uh, no, I, I absolutely agree, and I do think like one of the things about Chibnall's era is that he actually did sort of reach back and bring back stuff from the Davies era and from the, and from the Moffat era in a way that Moffat really didn't in a lot of ways. Moffat brought over his stuff like like River Song, but most of the other stuff that like Davies had done, he sort of like was like, no, that there's a door closed now, and we don't go back to that. And I Chibnall sort of opened that door, and I sort of feel like I I, I have a. I, if if you if we're talking about what what we think is going to happen, um, I feel like that door is going to get closed again, and I don't um, think we're going to see. I don't think we're going to see a lot of carryover in that same way. I would certainly not expect it in the first season of the new showrunner for sure. Maybe in the second one. A lot of things change after they get one under their belt. It's true. Um, you know who you know who I would love as the Doctor. This is also complete wish, ca- wish casting because it will not happen. But I just saw the Green Knight the other day. Which we are going to talk about in an episode. At some point, it keeps getting shoved down the calendar. But um, Dev Patel oh, would man. be an incredible doctor. Oh man! Like <laughs> he he would be so good. He is way too important to do Doctor Who now. But like he would be a great pick. Um, the uh, the 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 candidate I saw floated this past weekend, which sort of tipped me to the fact that this this announcement might be coming this week. Um. I, I saw, I think, I forget if it was in The Guardian or The Independent. It was in some British, it was it, it, it was definitely a British publication where I saw it. Ollie Alexander from It's a Sin. Oh, he's already said it's not true. Oh, he said okay. that he said that a while ago. Oh, That's okay. Been, that, that has been in like the rumor mill for some time. I, I had only just seen it this past weekend and I was just, I was really sort of like ecstatic at the idea. And at the same time, like that was my moment of, that was again the, the moment where it brought back to me, no, we really are probably going to go back to a white guy. Um, I, act- I really don't think we're going to go back to a white guy. I don't think we're going to have another woman right after another no. woman because like clearly they don't have the stones for that as the Brits say. But um, I think here's me putting my marker down 26 minutes into this episode. <laughs> um, I think I think our most likely candidate is probably a black man. And I have been trying to think of who I would who I would pick for that. Um, I think like Patterson Joseph would be a really interesting choice. I think like I don't know. I think there's a lot of interest. There's just yeah that's what i think i i would i would love that i i'm not i'm not gonna lie i would absolutely love that but i'm not i i don't believe that the bbc has the stones to even do that um no i think they i think they do because i think um i think that is uh i don't even know how to say this and not sound like a jerk but i think that's the last box they haven't checked (laughs) sort of like and i think that they're gonna want to do that before they go back to casting a white guy um unless uh maybe an lgbtq white guy i don't know well that was actually and that was why when i saw ollie alexander i was like oh um because he's, he's already said no to that i don't know how i feel about that but he I, I i'm sorry i hadn't seen that um like i you know i the thing is, is and, and he, this, he doesn't have like the world weariness for me like he, he that's is very he's well I mean, you can be young and feel old. Like mm-hmm. Ben Wishaw has felt fifty since he was like twenty-two. <laughs> so I don't even mean that. I don't mean that as an insult or anything. I just feel no. like some people, you know, have old souls. You know, like that old that saying, "You have an old soul." I think Ben Wishaw has a very old soul, 
and and that like sort of shines through in all of his performances and i don't think ali alexander has an old soul <laughs> yeah the but honestly the other thing is that i feel like anybody i see right now being suggested is definitely not a person who's going to get it oh, because 100%. that is who thinks olivia coleman is going to come and do <laughs> doctor who like Especially what are you what queen. are you on <laughs> I mean, seriously, that woman made Netflix money. She is not even playing around. She has an Oscar. She does not need cheap props. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> like, uh, so weird. I just don't. Uh, and the thing is, is that I totally get it. Like, people love making these lists of, like, wish casty oh, yeah. type things. But I wish we could keep our expectations, like, slightly in check. This is going to be, like, the third round of Doctors where the name Benedict Cumberbatch keeps coming up. And I'm like, he's not going to play the Doctor. Like... It's not going to happen. I also think because this isn't just the... If this was just the actor turning over, it might be one thing. But because this is the full... This is the full turnover, showrunner included, that there's a way... We can't even really guess who's going to play the Doctor because who's going to play the Doctor is dependent on the showrunner. Oh, yeah, that's very true. And I, I feel like without... Because in all, the, in all the news reports today, you could basically read that uh, Jody and Chris Chibnall said that they made a pact when they joined the show that they were going to come in and do three years and go out together. So... Yeah, so I, I feel like that that's something where we... Where, where until we know the showrunner trying to make these wish cast lists is really just... Well, well of course, I'm going to click because I'm a sucker. But, you know... <laughs> At the same time, like, I just... Also, I... Idris Elba is not going to be the doctor. <laughs> like, I see that one a lot as well. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, it's not going to happen. Man, it's a really good thing that um uh, uh, Rene Jean-Page Jean just oh got cast Oh, my gosh, he would be saint. so Otherwise, good. He would, be, he would be everyone's number one pick for the doctor. But thankfully, he has just been cast in the Saint franchise. So uh, he, he's busy now. Um. <laughs> Um, when yeah. did we make the saint a thing again? Did um, I miss that memo? They've been trying to get a saint thing off the ground uh, since. I like... do have a. I do still have the CD soundtrack of the Saint movie from like the late nineteen nineties because that oh, soundtrack. Oh, Val is... Kilmer. I love. Yes, that, movie. that soundtrack is full of bangers. <laughs> um. I. Uh, I. Anyway, sorry. Off topic. Uh. But yeah, like honestly, like I think that until until we have a showrunner announced, everything is there you shouldn't believe anything you read basically um that being said i also think it's very interesting that we are timing her exit with the bbc centennial um i wonder okay here's the thing i wonder how i mean i'm sure that's very deliberate but mm -hmm. i also feel like okay in the original reports for season 13, which is the season that will be coming later this year, the initial reports were that it was going to be eight episodes and it had to be shortened for the pandemic. Guess what? Now it's six because they've taken the other two, I assume, and are turning them into two of the three specials that will air next year. So therefore, the third one will be the only one they still have to film. And that's like the centenary edition. So yes. the 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 report that I read this morning um, was basically that the BBC was basically ordering one more episode is how it was sort of phrased, um, which means technically, if we want to think of these specials as being part of season three, season three will be nine episodes. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it, I've always sort of felt weird about that. Like, I know we sort of consider, quote unquote, season four to be that that wrap of specials um, that Tennant did over over. I don't remember what year it was. No, he did. Season, he did a whole season four. the four specials were like his farewell tour. Oh, okay. season, season four is the one that ends with Journey's End. Oh, right. 
season four. Why, why does my brain? No, I know why my brain, my brain does that. My brain does that because it thinks of Rose as being one long season, um, which is not fair of me at all. Um, but I do actually do that. I really do think of it as Rose's season one and Martha season two and Donna is season three. <laughs> well, that is incorrect. Um, yeah. So his four specials were the the extended farewell, farewell tour ones. So are, do, are they considered I, part of season four or are they just sort no, of separate? That I, I I own all of these seasons on DVD because like I said, well, of course I do because they change streaming homes every year and I don't need to, I just, if I want to watch it, I've got all of them. Um, And there is like a separate box set for those. Like they're not part of the season four box set. They're sort of the, I wish that I had them down here, but I don't, so I can't look. But yeah, usually the um, other sets include like that year's Christmas special in the box set, like the um, uh, the Christmas invasion is in the season two set. And like, you know, the Christmas special that precedes the season that's usually in the box set, but these four specials are all their own thing. Not for nothing, but most of those four specials are terrible. <laughs> so I don't have, I don't have high expectations for this like year of specials after that. I have like, uh, <laughs> I have PTSD about it, I suppose. That one with Lady Christina and the flying bus. Ugh. Garbage. Right, I forgot about that one. Um, I think I put that one out of my mind. Um, honestly, remember the one where the governor from The Walking Dead was a fake doctor? Do you remember that one? Oh, I do remember that one. It was called the Next Doctor. Yes, it was, and everybody freaked out because we all thought we were going to meet the new doctor, and we didn't. I mostly I just remember the mostly I just remember the um the Waters of Mars and the End of Time. Um, because those are the waters of Mars were so good. Water of Mars, like that's the one. That's like when when I think of the when I think of the specials, like that's the one I think of immediately, always. I think about Wilf in the in the radiation chamber. Yeah, that that too. Like because that was sort of heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, like so, do we think that we will think of these three episodes as part of season three, or do we think that in the same way it will sort of end up being six episodes and then three specials? I don't know. I think that's a merchandising question, which probably mean, which probably means not our department. Thir- well, well, no. I mean, I think it's a merchandising question, which probably means a box set for season thirteen, and then a box set for like the the whatever they're they're referring to season thirteen in the BBC press materials as an event serial, which barf. But in the world of streaming, you got to be an event serial. I mean that's that is uh, that is one of the other things about television in general that I think we as humans just have to accept that especially for something like broadcast in the BBC is that making TV an event to get people to tune in to break through the wall of noise is a thing we is a necessary thing in a way you know I mean the Olympics are on right now and honestly like um, here in the states it airs on a on a, on a NBC and NBC is having this basically rockin' ratings right now in a way that broadcast has not had in the longest time and the reason they is because they have an event you know it is an event serial for them in that way and I feel like that's kind of what I, I feel like that's what the BBC is going to be trying to do especially around the centennial in general is to get people to remind people to tune in to actual broadcast again and not go to the iPlayer and watch it afterwards <sighs> Anyway, so that to me says that it's probably they're probably going to like 
split it into season 13 because that'll be its own self-contained thing and then whatever the specials are. So that basically means then we should think of season 13 as being six episodes, which is really sad. Yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's how I'm looking at it anyway. Like... BBC, you're free to prove me wrong, but... Like, and that actually that's... also, that that sort of brings me back to, you know, I talked about the, the San Diego Comic-Con um, panel that I watched the other, the la- this past weekend, and um, where uh, Whitaker um, appeared with Bishop and Gill and Chibnall, and they talked about this coming season. And one of the big things about this season is because of the pandemic, instead of doing sta- a bunch of standalone stories, which is what Doctor Who usually is, you know, each episode is its own contained thing, and sometimes they sort of form an arc and sometimes they don't, this season is supposed to just be one story. And that's partly because that way they could reuse the guest actors every week or multiple times and sort of keep the doctor who bubble you know yeah they didn't have to like quarantine people constantly yeah just for one episode and i i i do appreciate that 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 a that they are filming through pandemic conditions and that they are sort of changing the way things work in order to you know facilitate that but it also suddenly makes a lot more sense now that i know that it's only six episodes instead of eight that that, well, that you I are actually... that you are doing a single arc, a single arc over six episodes fits much better than one over eight a lot of yeah, times that's true that's true especially Chimnall has a lot of filler in his stuff god bless him but um so I, maybe like having a smaller run count will be good for him in that regard but I do think that the, I think what they're doing is really just lopping off the other two episodes that were supposed to be part of I'm making air quotes season 13 and they're becoming like the one's going to air on New Year's Day one's going to air at some TBD point in the spring and then the third one will be whenever the BBC centenary is the fall sometime um so the other the other thought that I I had about this is you know, when Doctor Who came back in 2005 slash 2006, depending on which side of the, the ocean you were on, um, you know, it very much followed the sort of prestige TV sort of format of the time. And that's sort of where the whole 12 to 13 episodes sort of came about, because that was that was the length that a prestige TV show sort of ran at the time. And mm. it, it, it I mean, Mad Men was about I think 13. You're, I, think you're, I think you're fudging a little bit. This was 2005. Yeah, most uh, Sopranos. Yeah, but that I don't think that Prestige TV was like a a Doctor Who would have never considered itself Prestige TV back then, and two, we didn't even know what that was back then. I think I think you're kind of shoving that into like a, a framework we now understand, but it's not entirely accurate. Well, mostly what I was going with this though is that episode counts aren't that long anymore. That in general, television seasons have shrunk. And I don't just mean like, I I, I, I mean, because BBC, you know, the BBC and British television always gone for sort of shorter seasons. But here in America, like it is now a thing to make much shorter seasons. And streaming has made shorter seasons really popular because that way you can spend more on less episodes to get more bang for your buck. Um, I So I just I wonder if this also heralds that Doctor Who won't go back to 13, 12 to 13 episodes a year. If we are now in an era where we will have shorter seasons, even after this, that's where I was going with this. 
Um, a fair question. And I don't know. I think it also depends if you count the Christmas special in with the in with the standard like season episode count. I do, um, but I know not everybody does. I sort of think of it as the it's the episode that happens outside of everything else, but I always think of it as being part of that season. Yeah, I I mean I think it just depends like where it falls in the sort of or, or the Christmas special falls on Christmas. It sort of depends where the season falls in relation to the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Like Chibnall's made it really easy because his New Year's Day special, you know, kicked off a new season. So it was really or or immediately like bookended a season. So it was really like easy to keep them together. But like, you know, there's a year where we only got a Christmas special with Capaldi. Right. So where true. does that go? Yeah. Uh, that that is true. Um I just I I I just I feel like there's so much that's up in the air now that we I know. are turning over everything. Um, I feel I feel like sticking to, I feel my guess would be they might go with uh staying with sort of the Chibnall 10 rather than bumping it back up to 12. That's my that's my kind of like Solomon splitting the baby answer because I think they'll still want because Doctor Who is a still a big deal for them so I think they'll want I don't think they'll ever want it to go to like five or six or something like forever but I think 12 or 13 is probably those days are on so what do you want to see from a C for a from season 13 and from season 14 uh, uh from season 13 I would like to see oh gosh just one thing um i would like to see a couple of things the first one is i would like to before jody whitaker's doctor leaves the tardis i would like to feel like i actually know jody whitaker's doctor and i think the show has spent a lot of time with her in the background of her own show even during like stories that were ostensibly about her um so i would really like her to be the primary focus of all of this which i don't think i will get because we're bringing on a new dude and we'll have to talk about him but i would really i would really like there to be kind of just a something like what i was saying before like what am i going to remember about the jodie whittaker era other than the fact that she was the first woman in the tardis and that she had this really kind of great rainbow shirt thing yeah, and the coat. I have a I love universe the version of the coat in my guest room. And I bought it right before the pandemic and I haven't worn it anywhere. It's literally still in the plastic. I would also like to see, and I guess this is something that could go for season 13 and season 14, but uh, one of my biggest pet peeves about the way that they've chosen to handle having a female doctor is, like I said before, they tend to write having... Of they, they just accept having a female doctor as though it is just a woman playing the doctor as opposed to the doctor who was a woman. And I would really like the show. They probably won't do it this season, but in the future, if we have another female or, you know, POC doctor, somebody's not a, a, a straight white guy. Can we please write to the identity of that character? Because... The few times the few times Chibnall's era has done it, I'm thinking of the Witchfinders. I'm thinking really just of the Witchfinders. But I feel like her experience as a woman trying to navigate these spaces should have really been a lot different than it was. I think um, not only just going back into the past and the way they treat women in the past is not always great. And I just think that the show doesn't acknowledge that her experience as the doctor is any different because she's a woman than if it would be as if she were a man. And I'm just trying to think about like some random bunch of dudes like doing something shady or ill-advised and 
like this random woman runs up to them and starts telling them like this is a really bad idea oh my gosh we have to do this other thing like they're just going to be like okay random woman like I, I just feel like that's not it's just not how that would happen and I feel like the way the doctor as a woman interacts with the world should be different than the way it is when the doctor is a man and the show never really gave me that so I'm hoping that we do better about that in the future yeah, I think that's just in general, like one of the problems we have when when representation comes is that we don't always consider the ramifications of it. Like it's one thing to say, well, we've cast women. OK, we've done we've done the thing. Check the box, as you said earlier. Um, but it it's not just a, a box check thing. It's about the, it, the it, it really does change the nature of the character's experience in the world. The whole way she inhabits the world should be different. Right. The way yes. people react to her should be different. Like, because that's how it is in real life. No, I, I 100% agree. Um, I, you know, I don't even know what I want to see other than I really want a strong last season i want if you're only going to give me six episodes and you're just going to give me one story i i need it to be a banger <laughs> like that's what i need out of next season um more than anything um and i i, I don't even know how you give that to me i'm not going to pretend that i can like tell you what that is because there's a level where i i want you to surprise me i i want I want next season to surprise me. I want it to blow my mind. I want it to be the season. I, I want it to it live up to my expectations instead of me sort of arguing that, well, it, it almost is okay. Because yeah, I'm, 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 I'm real tired of that. I um, I, 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 I want, I want it to actually live. I want this to, to live up to my expectations. It, that's not fair of me to say. And yet there it is. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm already like just mad about the way the show has failed her and she's not even gone yet. But I, so hopefully they can like turn around. One thing I did think of while you were just talking, I don't know why it didn't occur to me before. Chris Chibnall did Children of Earth, which was a five part <sighs> Torchwood serial. Literally the that, best thing like, Torchwood ever did. I have a lot of issues with Children of Earth, but it's really good. I just have some issue with narrative choices. Until it falls down at the end, it is yeah. literally the best Torchwood ever was. So I'm hoping that maybe that's really a format that fits him. Because that is pretty much... We're, we pretty much got a Children of Earth-sized chunk coming at the end of the season. So hope springs eternal, I guess? Yeah. I, 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 well, I think that I think that's just true in fandom. A hope will always spring eternal. Um, when it no, comes, right? <laughs> right, when it comes to uh, Doctor Who season fourteen, I, I just want, I want the show to surprise me. You know, I, part of me didn't believe I would even be getting a woman Doctor until Jodie Whittaker appeared in that teaser, and I still didn't believe it until I really, really saw it. Even uh, with all the rumors and all the, of course, it's going to be. My husband was like, "Why are you surprised?" And yet I was. I, I want the show to surprise me like that again. I, I, I don't care who it is, but I want it to be the kind of surprise that will make me gasp and hug myself and cry. So not much then. <laughs> you know, just little. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't think we were going to do a full episode on this. And yet here we have gone <laughs> oh my over. Gosh, we're going so, over. Crap. Um, tell the people where you live on the Internet. 
you can find me on the internet at Annie Bundle on Twitter. I'm at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. Um, if you want pictures of my fuzzy cats, they are at Annie Bundle on Instagram. Uh, let's see. I am a staff writer at Elite Daily and an associate editor here at televisions.org. I also write around the web. And let's see. The big thing that I wrote about this past weekend was Jungle Cruise. Um, so uh, not, I also- not British. No, not British. Um, I also wrote about Benifer, but I don't think you, I don't think anybody of our listeners really cares about that other than me. Um, though, if you do want to hear my celebrity thoughts, they're all, um, I, I tweeted them. So you can just find them if you go into my Twitter. Um, so yeah, follow me on Twitter and be my friend. Thanks. Uh, I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. I have no opinions about Benifer, but I also write a lot of places around the entertainment web as well as here at televisions and i always tweet my bylines so if you're interested in my thoughts on other things you can be my friend there and check that out if you just want the cat pictures my boys who are about to turn a whole year old i know they're so big are um on instagram at baker and hammer the site and the pod are also on social media. We are at Telly underscore Visions on Twitter and Televisions blog, all one word, on Facebook. We are a product of WETA. And if you like what we do, you can visit televisions.org and click on the donate button up top to help us keep doing it. You'll support public media and get access to PBS Passport, which has a lot of cool stuff to watch if you're not into this Doctor Who conversation. So... <laughs> That is my spiel. I don't know. I'm going to go like eat some feelings about my favorite show and all the change coming to it. It's really hard being a person who's change averse, being a fan of Doctor Who. It just really does things to your internal psyche. But um, because I didn't say this before, I'm really grateful for Jodie Whittaker and that we got her as the doctor at all, even if her her time on the show hasn't been everything I wanted it to be. Uh, I still am looking forward to seeing how it ends. Um, I also just want to throw in that we can already see her influence in other shows. I don't know if anybody who listens to us watched Loki, but my God, did the female Loki in that show just totally 100% feel like a Jodie Whittaker, like she was inspired by her and like it really hey. felt like that. Hey, could you stop interrupting my spiel? Thank you. Sorry. Um, Because <laughs> I was just going to say that I thought I was done with the naggy get your lives together reminders at the end but guess what it's time to bring back the naggy get your remind get your lives together reminders at the end because dc has reinstated reinstated its mask mandate and so are a lot of other areas around the country so please put your mask back on if you are going indoors and if you have not been vaccinated please 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 get vaccinated protect yourselves protect your loved ones talk to your loved ones if they are hesitant about doing so themselves there are plenty of resources on the cdc website to find all about how the vaccines work and how they can protect you and your loved ones please that's all i have to say um we love you guys we want you to be safe we want to be safe we want to i don't know maybe stop making this show on my bedroom floor at some point ever so take care of yourselves take care of each other be kind we are all going through some stuff right now And we'll be back next week.